We'll get to episode 172 in just a second, but first I wanted to ask for your support of the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to supportkeystonechapter.org, scroll down, you'll see a text field that has a default amount of $50. Now, you don't have to give that much to make a difference. Any amount will do. Anything that you can help with is much appreciated. Again, supportkeystonechapter.org. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 172 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials, including a new one called Racket. Racket is very similar to TikTok except it doesn't have any pictures, which, of course, for blind folks is outstanding because we don't need to see anything because we can't. So check out Racket, and if you get on there, take a look for me, again, at David Benj over there, just like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. So hope to see you over there. I actually haven't posted anything yet. It's different from Clubhouse because it's something that is recorded and then posted, unlike Clubhouse, which is live and just no way to scale or have a whole bunch of people <laughs> see your see your stuff because it's been live. So I do have a few things to talk about today, and they all kind of tie together, and it's discouraging. <laughs> it's discouraging because I'm going to lead off with what I talked about for the majority of last week's episode, and that's Independence Market, which is a store that the National Federation of the Blind runs from its headquarters in Baltimore. And they do have a store layout, probably maybe 2,000 square feet, maybe a little bit more, 3,000 square feet, not 100% sure. And it's been a few years since I've been there. But as I mentioned last week, I got a gift certificate. I actually won a gift certificate for $100. And I kept forgetting to call and place an order. I want to get a talking bathroom scale because I'm having trouble most days seeing the bathroom scale that we have here. And it's, as I mentioned last week, has these big numbers, but I, I just can't see it most days now. So as I mentioned last week, I called, never got a call back. They don't have a way to place the orders online. And so I emailed because that was another way that you could order. I sent the email on, I think it was Thursday night, and I was surprised to see a response on Friday. And I was then surprised to see that there was a typo in the email for the phone number. They had left out a number. And I thought that was terrible. Now, the one thing that I know is the phone number to the NFBHQ down in Baltimore. So the real thing that I only needed from that phone number was the extension. The extension that the person gave me in the email differs from the one on the website. And so I called that number. Now, in all fairness, I did call it late in the day. And it was around 10 minutes before closing. So I never got a call back that day or the next day or the next day or any day. And I was surprised that I haven't gotten a call back. I don't know why I'm surprised. And as I mentioned last week, I'm just surprised how it's run. And, and if I didn't have this gift certificate, I'd already have the scale because I would have ordered it from Amazon and that would have been that. 
And so I'm debating on what to do. I'm going to call one more time or email one more time and see what the story is. Because it's, it's just, I just don't get it. It is the way the whole world is working now. People that have jobs are either overwhelmed because they are doing so many things, because the staff is shorthanded. I see that where Jane works. I see that in other places. And so the people that do show up to work have a whole bunch of stuff to do. And sometimes not everybody is as interested getting the job done. So I don't know if that's the situation at the independence market, but I would not run a business that way. And I'm just surprised that that's how it is down there. That kind of segs into something else with the way service is with, any, with anything or anybody, whether it's a business or a doctor's office or whatever. People don't seem to care as much. People don't seem to want to be as helpful. Again, I don't want to lump everybody into it, but it just seems to be that way to me. There are some people that care and want to get things done the right way, and then there are other people that really don't care and don't really give a crap. I had to make an appointment with my general practitioner to have some tests done with the results forwarded to Will's Eye Hospital and my doctor for my upcoming surgery on the 12th of April. So Liz had scheduled an appointment for me, and, and she did it because she knew when she would be able to take me and take all my paperwork. I was a little nervous taking all my paperwork and then not coming home with all of it and then having to scurry around to get it taken care of. So she will be going with me on the 1st of April, or so I thought. I got a call today saying that my primary care physician will be out of town or be unable to have my appointment on the 1st of April. It was no April Fool's. And that I had to reschedule. And when I talked to the person, and the weird thing was, they called our home phone number. A million times I have given all of our doctors, all of our anybodies that do any kind of work for us, my mobile number. I never answer the home phone unless I'm sitting right next to it. And it's just so strange to me. I was in the kitchen at one point today and the phone rang and Ziggy looked at me like, are you going to get that? And I looked down at him and I said, no, I'm not going to get it. And because it's usually a political call or somebody from Amazon saying, if I didn't want the iPhone that has been ordered on my account to press one, or our car's extended warranty is expiring or expired, or social security something, something, you know, you get those two. So I didn't answer when my doctor's office called. And again, I was a little irritated that they called, but I could hear from where I was when they called, and I said, oh, okay, well, let me call them back. And as I was going to call them back, my mobile rang. And it came up with my old doctor's number. And old, I mean, he's retired, so he is old. 
and I miss him. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, so I'll take this call and then I'll reschedule. When I answered the phone, nobody was there. So I don't know if they made a mistake in dialing or what happened, or, or maybe I just answered the phone wrong. I, you know, there are some issues, and I'll talk about some iPhone issues in a minute. So I called back, and I talked to Faith in the doctor's office. Now, I don't know who Faith is. I've never met her as far as I know. But I said to her that I needed to make this appointment for surgery I was having. When could I get an appointment? Well, she'll be in sometime after the 5th. And I said, no, that's, I need more time than that because I have to get the paperwork that I'm bringing in with me and having to have filled out by the doctor back to the doctor who's going to do the surgery. And she said, okay, well, I have, I don't have anything with her. And as I may or may not have mentioned before, I do not like her. I have not liked her from the beginning. She has been... Jacob, Jane, and I go to her. Liz goes to someone else in the practice who has been there forever and is probably, if he's not retired, is probably close to retiring. And he wasn't taking on new patients, not even when I went to, to move to that practice years and years ago. So we got this girl that we go to, and I'm not going to mention her name. And Jacob had a physical appointment with her a few years ago. Now, usually a physical, and I've, I've talked about this in a previous episode, usually a physical, they, you're there for an hour and they do all sorts of things. Well, they had ended up charging him for a second appointment because his appointment ended up being a double appointment. Not a double physical appointment, just a double appointment. Normal length of an appointment, however long they calculate that. They said it was double. It was still under an hour. And when he didn't pay it, because we told him not to pay it, because it had to be a mistake, because it was a physical appointment, and you usually get extra time for that. When he didn't pay it, and they Liz and the, at the time Jacob was still on our insurance, Liz and the office kept going back and forth. They ended up sending him to the collection agency that they use. And finally, we got it cleared up about a year or two after everything went down. So the fact that she put in for a double appointment has irritated us ever since. And I kept saying, hey, I'm going to get a new doctor. I'm going to get a new doctor. But we thought, well, you know, if we're not going to stay in this area a long time, no sense in switching now and then just having to switch again in six months or a year, whatever it might be. After what went down today, I will look for a new doctor. And so when Faith and I went back and forth and I said to her, hey, I need you know, this appointment to have some paperwork filled out and tests run so I get cleared for the surgery and it's got to be into the doctor that's doing the surgery by whatever the date is, I don't remember. But before the, obviously before the 12th, she said, well, let me see if somebody else in the practice can help. Or maybe I even said that. And I don't know if she didn't specifically look at the 1st of April or... I didn't tell her to look at the 1st of April. Again, the 1st of April in the afternoon, Liz is off. She has conferences in the morning that day, and then in the afternoon, she's off. Conferences only go until noon. Faith gave me the 30th of March at 11, which I was not happy with, but I thought, okay, at least it's on there. I'll talk to Liz. And of course, she can't come home to do that with me. She can't take me or pick me up or anything because she'll be at school 
with her little monsters, causing enough problems that she would probably need a doctor. (laughs) So when she said that, when she got home, I said, well, what, I, I guess I'll just go. And Liz said, well, why don't you see if they have the 1st of April? And I said, I don't know if she even looked at the 1st of April, and I don't know why I didn't think of that. But I called back, and I talked to Faith again, and I explained to her, I said, I don't remember if I asked about the 1st of April for the other doctor or if I just took whatever you gave me. And it wasn't the first thing she gave. She threw out a few dates, and I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't want them because of the timing. So she looked at the 1st of April, and she was able to get me the same time with a different doctor, so 2 o'clock on the 1st. And I was, I was happy about that because my big fear, there's a whole bunch of papers I have to take, and I can't see them, obviously. So I don't want to go to the doctor and the doctor fill them out and then leave some there, and I wouldn't know or to not fill them out, and I wouldn't know. So I'm happy that Liz is able uh, to take me and bring me back from that. And then obviously when we're there at the appointment, she can go over the paperwork to see everything's been filled out as they need it, and I can get all the different referrals that I need and so forth. Not that I couldn't do that part on my own, but it was the paperwork that I was worried about. So again, with the service that I got from the doctor's office and independence market. It's so foreign to me, especially with the, with the independence market. Customer service is probably the easiest thing anybody can do. It is a no-brainer. You greet people and when they come into your business or when they call on the phone and you help them. You just say, hey, well, how can I help you? And then you'll find an answer for them. That's all you, if you don't know the answer, you don't have to say, oh, I don't know. And then stop. You say, I don't know. Let me check. And I just don't, listen, I can do it. Liz can do it. We're great at it. I don't know if you remember, there used to be a commercial I think it first aired during one of the Super Bowls years ago. And it was for a a Miller Lite, Bud Light, one of the beers. And it was a referee on a sideline, right next to the sideline, with a coach yelling and screaming at him about the call or the non-call, whatever it was. And the announcers, you hear the announcers say, how does he take it? How does he learn to do that? And then they showed the referee at his house and his wife nagging him and yelling at him, hey, I should have married this guy and you don't do anything and blah, blah, blah. If I could find that, I will put a link to it because I always love that commercial. But it's, it's that easy to just listen to someone and help them. It's not rocket science. I don't have a college degree. I can do it. The question is, do I want to do it? If I were in a job where I had to do it, of course I would do it and I would do it great. Because it's easy. Someone is coming into the place that you own or work and they want something. They want to buy something. They want to give you money. And all you have to do is help them So they give you that money. You just have to say, here, let me take you over there and show you where the blah, blah, blahs are. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have your size, but we can order it for you or whatever. And I just don't get 
how hard people make it. And it's just everywhere. It's, whether it's people don't care, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. It's just mind-numbing that folks can't do, and it's again, it's, it's not just customer service. Everything is not as good as it used to be. I put on jeans every morning, and I'm wearing a pair of old Lucky Brand jeans that I got back probably about 12 years ago when Jane got to meet Tim Gunn. And we bought the Lucky Brand jeans so Jane could meet Tim Gunn. Uh, He was on whatever show he was on. I don't know. Jane and Liz watched it. And he did this tour. And at the time, he was working for whatever the brand is, the major brand of Lucky Brand, whatever, whatever that's, that's covered under. I don't remember. It's a, it's a clothing brand. And you needed to spend $150 to get to meet him, which is a great, I mean, to me, it's a great way to get folks to buy stuff. I'd never tried Lucky Brand jeans before, and I loved them. And that initial batch that I bought that day, and they're expensive, for jeans, at least to me, maybe maybe not in the scheme of how much jeans cost these days, but I want to say they were $129 a pair, and I think when we bought them that day, I think we got some sort of deal to the point where we had to buy other stuff to get to that $150. I don't remember if we got two for one, we got buy one, get the second half off, whatever it was, we had to buy, I bought some sweaters and some other things that day as well. And I love them. And so over the years, I've purchased more. And (laughs) the newer ones, I don't like as much. They're not as comfortable. They're not as heavy. And it is amazing to me the difference in jeans in general, because I still have a pair, a couple pairs of jeans that I bought back in the mid-90s that I will sometimes wear if I know I'm not going anywhere because they've got holes in them and everything else, but they're warm, minus the holes, of course, because they're much heavier. They were from Structure, which I don't know the last time Structure has been around, but it's now Express, and they have men's and women's. Back in the day, it was Express was women's, and Structure was for men's. So it just seems that it's everything, not just not just customer service that that's having trouble these days with quality and everything else. And I have some other jeans that are from other places that I like, but not as much as the Lucky Brand ones from 10 years ago or 12 years ago, whatever it is. Jane was in middle school. That's how long ago. She's 25 now. So however old you are, I guess she was around 12 or 13. So yeah, 12 or 13 years ago. So it's just interesting how I think back to my parents saying, oh, these used to be so much nicer. This used to be so much better. And I always laughed when they said that. Now I'm doing the same thing. And now you're hearing. (laughs) So if you have questions about customer service and you need help, I'm your guy because I could do it. And I've, I just, again, I just don't get how you can't do that. I used to handle it at our video store when people used to come in and rant and rave about something. I always knew that if you handled everything fairly, it was fine. If somebody came in and didn't have any idea and they would yell and complain, they would say, hey, we're trying to keep poor folks who 
don't have IDs and credit cards from renting videos. And then we would have the folks that had some money would come in and say, well, if I just came in without any kind of ID and I was poor and from blah, 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 you would let me rent a videotape. So we got it from both sides and it was okay. And I knew at that point, when you get it from both sides, I, I knew we were doing the right thing. But my God, I, I just don't get independence market and to a lesser degree, my doctor. And again, I will be switching from them. Uh, and again, faith was friendly enough and that's part of the battle. But if I had an appointment scheduled for a certain day, why not just automatically say, okay, oh, you, you were good to go on the first at two o'clock. Why not just see if there was somebody else available for that date and time? And she didn't. And then for whatever reason, maybe that's why I thought there wasn't anything available and I just took whatever they gave me. So that's the story there. One more thing that I have before we get out of here, <laughs> and it's iPhone related. I got a call last week from Stacy, who has been on this show and is a member of the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. I don't know why I said the whole thing. I could have just said Keystone Chapter. You know who it is. She's the first vice president, and I don't remember why she called me. But we go back and forth with calls a lot, whether it's Keystone-related, blindness-related. And same thing with Harriet, who is the president, and Lisa, who is the second vice president, who is also the co-host of White Canes Connect, which reminds me, I'll talk about that in a second. So one more thing after the iPhone story. Well, Stacy had called when I was either on the phone or doing something, and I didn't grab her call for whatever reason. I wasn't blowing her off. I was busy. I'm sure I was doing something more importantly than playing with Ziggy, but it could have been that too, although I doubt it. So when she left a message, she said, oh, I never heard your voicemail before. And that made me think, oh, I wonder what I said on it. And she, you know, she said, I have to talk to you about it because I have some questions. And when I called her back and she told me that, I thought, oh, okay. And I explained some things to her and that was that. A couple days later, I had gotten an email from Brian Fischler, who is the commissioner of the All Blind Fantasy Football and Hockey Leagues. And he is the host of That Real Blind Tech Show, which is just absolutely hysterical and so much fun to listen to. And I'll put a link in the show notes because to me, even, if, even though it's blindness related, if you're sighted, you're going to get a kick out of it. And he was telling me about, and I'm not going to spoil it, he was telling about me about his, <laughs> their um, April Fool Day episode which sounds hysterical, and he asked me if it would offend anyone. And I said, it might offend someone, but it doesn't offend me. So, so I can't wait to hear that. So he sent me an email. We've been going back and forth uh, with a few things because he's been teaching me how to use voiceover on the Mac. And I am going to help him do his website. And he needed to do something to switch the name servers. And I sent him the instructions on how to do it. And he sent me an email. And he said, hey, I finally did it. Do you believe it? And I messaged him back what we had to do next because he had asked that in, in his email. And so he called me 
the next day, and I think I was in the shower. I was, again, busy, and I, <laughs> I'm rarely that busy to answer the phone, so I must have been doing something important, and, and I think it was the shower. I think it was Saturday morning, and I think it was in the shower. So I called him back, and he was talking about my voicemail. And he said, boy, you got some low energy on that. And, and again, I had just listened to it because Stacy had mentioned it a few days earlier. And I thought, I, I have to redo it. It said something like, hi, this is David from Digital Graphics Design in Millbrook Holdings. Millbrook Holdings is the company that we have that we're trying to put to bed that had the salon supplies and interiors business which was beauty supplies and salon equipment. And we haven't done business for probably six or seven years under that, under that name. We shut it down. We had a physical location. We launched an online store. And we actually, for the first couple of years, just doing online actually did okay with just Liz and I. And it became an issue with beauty supplies. Some of the things that we ordered, that folks ordered from us here on the beauty supply side, wasn't that what we needed in stock for somebody in, let's say, Topeka or Sacramento. So when somebody ordered number 72, and I don't remember if that's an actual number from Clairol, it might not be something that we stocked a lot of or even stocked any of because it didn't sell to folks around here. So it became an issue keeping the beauty supply stuff in stock. We actually stocked it when we lived in media. Our basement was our warehouse and we had gondolas of beauty supplies on it. When someone would order, I would go down and pull it if Liz wasn't there. And it be that became an issue too because I couldn't really see what I was pulling. So most of the times I tried to wait and let Liz do it. The only time I didn't was if somebody would call on the phone and say, hey, do you have this one in stock? I would go down with you know, my iPhone and try and find either the correct number, the correct, um, I forget what they even are anymore. But I didn't, I didn't take care of the beauty supplies. That was Liz's size. And if you look at both of us, I'm bald and she has gray hair. It was kind of funny that we had this kind of business. Uh, I would take care of the salon equipment side. When we had the physical location, we had a cabinet shop in it. So we made most of the cabinetry that went into salons, the reception desk, the shampoo back bar, those sorts of things. And the other stuff we would order from different distributors that, or sorry, different manufacturers that we were distributors for. So that portion of the business dealing, and, and they would all drop ship, which was great. We couldn't find a beauty supply place to drop ship for us. But the equipment stuff we could, and that kept us going even after we phased out the beauty supplies. And we did that for a few years. And Again, somewhere 2013, 2014, somewhere in there, maybe 2015, we just finally said, you know what? We're not getting a lot of orders on the equipment side. Let's just put it to bed. And we did. We just stopped doing business. We just took the website down, stopped taking orders on the website. The actual site is there, and we're actually going to repurpose that uh, in the next few months into a content site about, of course, about beauty. <laughs> So we have this Millbrook Holdings that we don't have anymore. I mean, we still have it, but we want to put it down. Now, the problem is when we moved from our house in Media to our condo in Swarthmore, we didn't have enough room for everything 
that was either in the basement or a garage. We had a three-car garage in media, and in the condo, we had a zero-car garage. No garage at all. So we didn't have room for all the records, which we were able to take over to Liz's mother's house. So because of COVID, we haven't been able to get over there. Our accountant last year said, oh, just get me this information from from the company, and we can put it down. We can close it out. We haven't been able to get there. Liz has been not afraid, but doesn't want to go over there after dealing with everybody at school each and every day and risk getting her mom sick. Her mom is in her 80s and she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to be, (laughs) doesn't want to be the one to take her out. Um, So we haven't, we haven't closed it out as of yet. But I don't need to say that on my voicemail that Millbrook Holdings, nobody cares. Nobody knows what that is. Digital graphics, on the other hand, sure, that that's something that folks could know. And one thing they could also know is the I Can't See You podcast. So I wanted to change the voicemail to that. And so after thinking about Brian's, <laughs> Brian's um, message to me about low energy and me thinking, hey, this is old, I'm going to redo it, I thought. So... I went a couple days and I forgot to do it. And yesterday I thought, oh, you know what? I'm sitting here. I'm just, I'm going to redo it. And Ziggy is watching me as I'm sitting in the chair, <laughs> recording over and over and over. Hi, this is David Goldstein from Digital Graphics Design and the I Can't See You podcast and blah, blah, blah. And he's looking, sitting and looking at me, watching me. Well, I did it the first time. And I use voiceover. So when I hit the record button, which I have to find using voiceover, as soon as I hit the record button, it says stop. Now it's recording, but it says stop, which I didn't want that at the very beginning of my message. And then when I double tap at the end to end the recording, it also says stop. So I thought, okay, there was no way around that. Let me figure out where the buttons are so that I can do it without using voiceover. So what I did, I put my finger that was holding the phone next to where the record button was. And I tapped it. I couldn't tell if it was running or not. And then I recorded the thing. And then I tapped the stop button, which was the same spot the record button was. Again, not being able to know if I actually hit the button or not, and then tried to play it. Every time I did it, it didn't work. I don't know if it was something that I did wrong or if I wasn't hitting the spot exactly where I needed to, but it wasn't working. So again, I tried with voiceover on and I recorded it. And again, it said stop at the beginning and it said stop at the end, which was audible. And then I finally got one. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to use this for now and I'll figure it out later. Maybe once Liz came home, she could hit the stop, the record and the stop button and that'd be good. Well, then I hit the save button with voiceover on, of course, and I got an error message. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why. Sometimes with programs, when you go into a program with voiceover on and then shut it off while you're in there, messes around with things. And voiceover messes around with things in general, it seems to me. 
So I thought, okay, I'm going to have to go into the program. I'm sorry. Man, I'm dating myself, aren't I? <laughs> go into the app <laughs> and do it all without voiceover. Because I didn't want to stop. I wanted it to, I wanted it to work. So I did it a few times like that and finally got a recording. And then I clicked the save button. And then I got an error message again. And it was error mes message 1035. So after a couple of times of doing that and closing out the phone app and going back in there and so forth and so on, I thought, you know what, let me Google this and see what I'm doing wrong. Because I figured it had to be me, right? And it wasn't plugged in, <laughs> but it was on. <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke. So I did a search for that message, error message 1035. And I found something that said, well, put it on airplane mode and that should do the trick. Well, I did that. Didn't do the trick. And of course, I got frustrated because now I have no greeting and it's that basic generic default message that gives your mobile number and said, please leave a message. It wasn't my voice. It was Siri's voice, I guess. And I wasn't happy, but... The phone was on me. I was going to answer any call that came in, so it wasn't too big of a deal. So when Liz came home, we were talking about it, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go try it again right before dinner. I thought, I'm going to try it, and when I fail this time, then after dinner, you can push the buttons, and hopefully that'll get it to work. To my surprise, when I came down here into Studio B and tried it, it worked. I was shocked. So I'm not quite sure what the story was. I didn't do anything differently when I was in Studio B that I hadn't tried upstairs when Ziggy was watching me. And I, I don't know what the answer is. And again, it's just one of those things where I really believe voiceover messes with just about any app. And I don't know why, and I don't know what the... There, there's really no workaround sometimes with, with some of these things. It's just the way it is. And listening to That Real Blind Tech Show and a couple of other shows, they talk about issues with iPhones that may or may not be voiceover related. It's just frustrating that it took me probably 20 minutes of trying to record this and do it because, A, I can't see where the buttons are and whether I'm actually hitting the buttons when I'm pushing them without voiceover on. And the fact that when you're recording something, if I'm on a phone call, for example and I try to dictate something, I can't dictate it. So I'm curious as to why that would be audible that it would say stop after I hit the record button. I don't get it. But finally it works, and I can move on at least from that. There's a whole host of other things that cause me trouble with the phone, and any other blind person, the same thing, you know, that... Uh, something is not labeled, a button is not labeled, whatever the case may be. So I did mention White Canes Connect, and I was thinking about it as I hit record for this episode of I Can't See You. I realized I don't think I ever sent out an update through the proper channels to notify all the people in the NFB of Pennsylvania that, hey, there's a new episode of, <laughs> of White Canes Connect. In episode 25 has to do with Not My Eyes Showcase, which is a blind 
and visually impaired model models doing a fashion show. It'll be described so if you want to go and you're blind, it will be described so you can know what's going on, what the person's wearing, how they look, so forth and so on. And uh, again, that's episode 25. I will put a link to that and a link to the upcoming episode number 26 where we interview a blind speed skater. And just like when I when I interviewed blind snowboarder Emily Trepenier a couple months back, if you do these sports, you got to know your left from your right. And that would really do me in. <laughs> that would... That would cause me great harm, I believe, <laughs> especially with the speed skating. I think you got basically you've got knives on your feet, and I know I'd end up turning the wrong way, and who knows? <laughs> who knows what body part would get cut off when I hit whatever? So check those out. I will put links in the show notes. Uh, White Canes Connect is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon iHeartRadio, and a couple other places. I will put links in the show notes so you can go have a listen. And of course, you could always go into your favorite podcast player and see if it's available just by typing White Canes Connect. And episode 25, I hosted with Stacy Leap. Episode 26 is with regular co-host Lisa Bryant. Both are friends, however, and both are in Keystone, as I mentioned. So give those a listen if you have a chance. I really do appreciate you listening to episode 172 of the I Can't See You podcast. Please remember, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, please reach out. I Can't See You podcast at gmail.com. I Can't See You podcast at gmail.com. You could also call 646-926-6350. Leave your name in town. You have up to three minutes total to record. So if you've got a question or a comment like, Frank last week when he gave that great tip on Audible, please reach out again, 646-926-6350. I would appreciate that, and we might use that on an upcoming episode. Again, rate and review wherever you're listening. I would also appreciate that. And share it with a friend if you think it's worthy. As always, show notes are available at ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 172. That's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 172. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven letters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 172. Thank you so much again for listening to episode 172 of the I Can't See You podcast. Stay safe, be well, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.